Turn it up. You're listening to Live and Loud with the Lord. Nelson, that is. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, you know who it is. It's the big guy with the big show, the Lord. Got a pause. Nelson, that is, from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with five Royals Entertainment. And ladies and gentlemen, I have a very, very, very special guest. She's a superstar in her own right doing her thing. And if she doesn't mind, I'd like to read something uh, that I've written about her. Um, like I, I like to do all my guests because I like to big up my guests and, and just show the appreciation for them being here. So if she doesn't mind, I will move into it. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to have this amazing young lady bless the Live and Loud with the Lord podcast with her presence. This young lady has that superstar glow about her. Look at her, look at her. You're going to see her. Not yet. She has that superstar glow about her <laughs> that grabs your attention quickly and leaves a lasting impression that's branded on your brain. She is a super accomplished actor, producer, model, musician, and so much more. And she's doing her thing with a confidence and passion that has inspired many women and men to speak their minds and release their inhibitions. So without further ado, I welcome to the Live and Loud with the Lord podcast, <laughs> the incredible Stormy Maya, lead singer from Cinnamon Bay. So first question is always, where are you from, young lady? Where am I from or where do I live? So, where are you from? Where are you originally from? Oh, I'm a Bronx girl. The boogie down. <laughs> yeah, I live in LA now. I live in, I've, been living, I've been in LA for like a year. Oh no, I lied. Like two years I've been in LA. Really? I thought it was more than that. Okay. Just just two no. years in LA. Okay. So you're East Coast. Mm-hmm. You're East Coast. That's yeah. <laughs> so what's the best yes, thing? I mean, I'm sorry. So what's the best thing about being from the Bronx? Um, probably like being a part of a place that has like a lot of diversity and has like a very like flavorful culture. So like most places that I go besides New York are pretty boring um, because I'm already from like the best city on earth. So (laughs) everywhere else by comparison is pretty dull. So it's pretty great to be from the greatest city on earth. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> city on earth. Well, I will say that. Yeah. New York is is one of the places. Um, London wasn't that. Well, New York is one of the places that when you go there, it's beyond your expectations or what you imagined. It's really mm-hmm. beyond. You see everything on TV and everything, but when you go there, it's just like wow. New York is really that, no doubt about it. So you are definitely a strong and opinionated young lady. So what was your childhood like? 
Um, it was uh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's where you want to yeah, listen. If that's where you want to keep it, it's all love with me. It's all. It's all love. With me. I'm trying to keep the interview positive. No. Well, let let's, well, let me say this. I want you to feel free. I'm a positive guy. There's nothing you're going to say that's going to be negative, but I just want to get to know a little bit more about you. And we're going to go through some things before we get to that amazing music. I want to talk about you. You're a very interesting person. So I want you to speak anything that you want to speak about. This is this is about you. Feel free. So there's nothing that you have to worry about. This podcast and this platform is for you right now, and it's all about you. So you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So it's all love. Okay. I just want you to know that. So now I asked you about your childhood, but I'm going to ask this. So what is the life lesson from your childhood that has helped you in your life today? Um, I guess I would say, um, like a lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, something somebody told you like you know uh, uh like mm. like uh good things happen to good people or whatever any any kind of thing like that is something that you just grab the hold of and you keep with you that means something to you that you can that you use in your life right now well i will say that like my work ethic i've gotten from my grandmother mm. so i was raised a lot with my grandma right and she's definitely one of the most hardworking people I know. And I grew up seeing her like work consistently. She had me working with her at a young age. So she definitely helped embed in me like a certain work ethic and, you know, getting up every day and doing something productive. So I will say that helped mold me into a very non-lazy person. Okay. Well, you were definitely out there doing your thing, no doubt about it. So, <laughs> like, like, like in the intro, I speak about you doing many things, and like you're a triple threat, you know, with uh, mm-hmm. you know, modeling and acting and music also. So, um, but you're much more talented than just that. So, which which one of your many talents was your first love? Um, well, I started in the entertainment industry at 16, and at mm-hmm. the time, my um. I had like very much tunnel vision about kind of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where like, you don't really know where you're going to go with things. So you kind of start off with your goals, very small, not thinking that you're going to maybe reach them. Um, but like at the time I started like modeling, I guess when I was 16, I had aspirations at the time of being, and that sounds silly, but I literally just wanted to be a video vixen (laughs) when I was 16, when I was 16, like that's where my mind was at. I thought that was like a really big deal to be like a video vixen. And like, I wanted to be like those women in the videos and stuff like that. And I don't know, like the girls in like those magazines, like the, sexy magazines like I was like well, I want to be like this and I wanted to be like a playboy model like my it was like a very like short-sighted goal where it wasn't like it wasn't expanding into music it wasn't expanding into acting yet mm-hmm. it just was like oh I want to be one of those girls oops and so I did that first uh for a couple years and then I ended up expanding out until 
acting and then music came last. So, yeah. Right. Right. And I kind of, you know, I didn't know the exact timeline, but I did want to ask that because, you know, you are doing so much stuff and and it's I mean, it's it's entertaining. You actually handle your business and, and we'll get into some more of that as we go down with these things. And I just want to have a conversation with you. I mean, I'm asking questions, but I just want to have a good time and, and just have a good conversation. So once again, just feel at ease and, and it's all this is your world. So it's all beautiful. So let's talk about your love for acting. What drew you to acting? Um, okay, so I think it was just the fact that, like, as a creative, like, taking pictures, like, the you know, doing, like, the sexy uh, type of pictures and all that, you know, it's very, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's very one-dimensional. It's, like, you know, hard to be very creative within it as far as, like, expression. Um, and then it just was, like, in itself very limiting to um kind of expand for what I wanted to do. Okay. So I wanted so when I for acting for me it was like a way to um be more than just like just visual. It was a way to like actually like tell stories, connect and to um to actually like go into depth with something. And so I got into acting in like 2015. I started theater around New York. And from theater, I went into doing TV and movie acting Mm -hmm. all within like the same year about. Um, And then I fell in love with it because it just like, number one, I was always intimidated by, I never thought I'd be good at it. So once I was actually good at it and once I actually like got a knack for it, like I started like really enjoying it. And I took it very seriously because, like I said, like my first year, I took a lot of acting classes, speech classes. I got into theater and I was like really just going into it. So um, I I just like really fell in love with it. And I just loved like taking on new characters and new personalities and like taking on stories and um, being able to tell other people's stories through a character that I develop. And um, I like the fact that there's longevity in acting. So the thing that's uncomfortable sometimes about just like the type of modeling that I do, like if you do like, like I said, I'm not a fashion model or anything or editorial model, but a lot of times in the kind of like modeling lane that I had went into, it can feel kind of like there is a limit or a cap on it as far as time. But the thing that's comforting about acting is there's longevity. So it's like something that's a lifetime career. Right. And, you know, so it, it's great to know that it's not like you can spend 10 or 20 years doing it. And then now someone says that you're no longer welcomed in that space. Like, like I said, you can do it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And acting really does respect like time. Acting respects like how much time you've been in the game and the more you've been in it, the more you're rewarded. So that's what I like about it. Indeed. And see, just having this conversation, I see, I know you are more than just on a, a surface level of just being a, a, uh, an attractive young lady. I know you have the brains also just because of all the things you're doing. And, and I really applaud that for you most definitely. And uh, so what do you enjoy more acting or producing? Cause I see that you produce also. And what is it, what is that thing about it that excites you? 
Um, producing is not really something to enjoy. Producing is really okay. like it's not an art form. It's really more of just like an extension of creating. Like a lot of times, if you see with most actors as they grow, they produce as well because right. you have to kind of put on that. You have to kind of create your own opportunities, but it's not really something to enjoy. I would say so. It's not really comparable. Okay, it's just a business aspect, you know. Yeah. So when you say that, I know I've heard other people say like, "Oh, I love the producing part. I like to be behind the camera. I like, you know, or the directing." Let me say that. So um, yeah. I'm not director. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. I got you. Directing is different because it's still a creative seat, but mm -hmm. producing, I don't know. It's like really just more being in the business of it all so it's not really comparable okay. one's one's the creative and artistry and one is like business so it's not really like to enjoy i don't understand how people really <laughs> enjoy that they enjoy the money of it i yeah. mean <laughs> i got i got you i got you. I hear you so what is your favorite movie you've been in and what made that role so special to you I think Hustlers, like, I know it's cliche for a lot of people because I've done a lot of stuff besides Hustlers, but I think Hustlers for me um, was one of the most enjoyable experiences because I think for me, like, being a new actor, um, it was a lot of validation for me to only be, like, a professional, I think I was only professionally acting at the time for about two years, mm -hmm. and then I had a speaking role next to j-lo and lizzo and cardi b and then i'm meeting will farrow who was one of the producers there right. and so i think like kind of having that huge of an opportunity for someone who's only been doing it for like two years that was like a really um intense experience and then the whole like experience of like going to uh toronto film and uh international film festival and being on the red carpet and all this like was very validating for like a new actor that you know had just started um so i think that was like like i mean ever since then i've done some great projects as well mm -hmm. but i think that for me that one was kind of like it made me feel very like good like i'm going in the right direction or made me feel like i was legitimized from what i was trying to do so yeah right indeed i got you so if you had your choice between film and television which one would it be Um, definitely movies, probably. I mean, TV is cool because you, um, uh, the good thing about TV is a lot of times you can have like an ongoing check and an on ongoing thing going on. And like, that would be great. Like as an actor, like if anyone could like book a season regular or something, that's like a huge opportunity. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. But like for me, um, I, I feel like movies in general are like more fun to do. A lot of times because you get to jump into a character, do this project, do this whole story, and then you can move on. And so it's like a lot of times like you get to really dive into it. And then, yeah. Okay. Love, love, love. So now I want to move to something else right now. So where does your fashion sense come from? Because you make a statement from head to toe and you wear it well. So where does your fashion sense come from? Mm. I didn't know I had a fashion sense. So you don't uh, think so, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just like wear what I like. Uh -huh. I don't really have like a direction. I don't know. I kind of just see. I, I, I don't I don't really consider myself like 
there yet. I'm hoping like in the future, I'll have a style, more of like a stylist and try and develop more of a style. But as of now, I feel like I kind of just freestyle it. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like you're... I don't really feel like I like have like an established consistent style at this point. Yeah, well, you you are free spirit, it seems. So, yes, what you wear oh. is like, it stands out. So, so when you walk oh, into... So, I, thank you. Oh. So, you don't believe that when you walk into a room, it's like, bam, here I am. You're not like everybody else. So I don't so, think it's the clothes, but yeah. Well, the clothes don't make you, you make the clothes. So, I'm just saying, though, when you walk into, it's like, so like say Benji Webb for Skindred, the band Skindred. I'm sure have you heard of Skindred? Mm-hmm. Metal metal band uh, with reggae. So Benji. Yeah. So I I did a few shows with Benji over in Paris, and so Benji came out with just I'd never seen anything like that before. He just wore what he wore. It was just different. So it kind of re- it reminds me like when you come out like you're doing your videos and things like that. It's just like you just got that. It's oh new. I did. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I just throw on whatever I thought is cool for the day. I didn't, <laughs> right. I don't, I really think I had a style established yet. I'm working on that. Okay. Well, look, you're doing well with it. Let me see. I think it makes you stand out. You know, Thank whatever you. you're doing right working, now. I'm working on developing a style. I don't think I'm there yet, but okay. I'm trying to get like a style established. That'd be hot. You know, something that's brandable. That'd be cool. I got you. I, I always say it's a whip, a WIP, a work in progress. So that's what you're doing. So that's love. That's love. Yeah, so, I need to find like a dope stylist, maybe, you know, someone that helps develop it. Well, well, since you say that, and and once again, I think that you you got a style about you, your style. So what is the um is there is there a favorite designer that you have or somebody that you'd like to work with? No. <laughs> do not ask me fashion questions. I do not know. No, that's what I'm saying. You're doing, you're doing your own thing. And that's why I'm saying I would say continue doing that because that's a great thing. You got your own style. And and that's and that's love. It really is. Really? I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I don't feel like I have anything really set in stone yet, but hey, I'm working on it. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So the hair. Has the hair always been big like that? I know you probably get this question all the time, but has the hair always been big like that? Big? Um, it's actually supposed to be bigger. It's I just washed it a couple hours ago, so mm-hmm. it hasn't fully fluffed out yet. Usually it takes like a day or two for it to fully expand. Um, well, how long have you been rocking that like that? Has it been just a lifetime? Oh, natural hair? Um, mm-hmm. 2017. Okay. <laughs> 2017, I went natural. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, once again, it works for you, young lady. So it's obvious you are extremely <laughs> passionate about your music. How hard has it been to wear so many different hats and still give each of your talents the attention they deserve? Uh, it's quite easy when everything's within the same industry. Like if you're in the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. it all kind of bleeds together. I think if like I obviously was doing if I was doing things that were like completely separate, it would probably be difficult. Like if I were like an electrician and then a teacher and then a rocker you know but because it's all entertainment like i said it all kind of bleeds together like the fan bases and everything kind of all merge so it doesn't really ever feel like i'm doing a bunch it just feels like i'm just doing me doesn't really feel like i'm doing all these different jobs it just all kind of feels like it all is like one thing because it's all overall like i said it's all like just entertainment Entertainment, i'm an entertainer so 
it all kind of like just works together. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely understand it. No doubt. No and doubt. it all like helps each other. Like if I were to blow up in music, it would help the acting and social stuff as well. Or if I were to focus, if I did like a big movie or something as an actor, like a lot of times that could help elevate the music aspect. It all kind of like works together. Because a lot of times most actors will do music as well. Most actors also sing or something or most, you know, you know, we're all just like creatives, you know what I'm saying? So like most people I work with on set, they usually have different avenues of like entertainment that they're within. Mm -hmm. So it all kind of blends together. I got you. I hear you. Yes, it did. Yeah. So what is more important to you right now is the acting or the music or it's just what what comes or what's you know what's available for you there is no separation of these things like over the years that's the number one question i've heard for like years it's like what do you like more or what's more important and that's there is there is no separation okay it's all me and it's all different avenues of expression and it's all like my career overall in general so like there is nothing that's this is better than this or this is more important than this. It's all like, you know, com- it's all together. Okay. So like right now, the acting industry has been pretty much shut down all year. Right. So there hasn't been much like right now we're on strike. We're not allowed to even work right now. And in general, there's been a shutdown of the acting industry for most of the year. So there hasn't been really a way to conquer that this year anyway so most of my energy now is shifting towards music while that happens and then there's times where i might get a big acting gig Mm -hmm. like yeah last year i had two major acting roles back to back and a lot of my energy was more focused on that because those i was booked up for acting and so it kind of just like they just take turns based on my schedule um, the good thing about music is that it's more fluid and it's around my schedule. Acting's a little bit more structured, a little bit more, you know, <clears throat> it's a little bit more strict about scheduling. So the good thing about it is when the acting slows down, then I can always just take time and do my own thing with the music or spend time on social media building up in that way. So like I said, it's good to have different things because if you're a full-time actor... Sometimes you'd feel kind of like empty between spaces or if you just do music and you're not staying busy with that, you know, you might feel like, oh, I need something else to kind of fill in these gaps. Because you can't like create all day and night, you, like in just one avenue. You need to have different like lanes while you're waiting for things to happen. Like especially as an actor, you'll like do a lot of auditions and things, but you're not working every single day as an actor. Right. You're not acting every day and auditioning every single day so it's good to have other things in between as well no i got you and and, and i just yeah. think that of course you know i do music and and i'm in a rap metal band and and uh you know i was with stuck mojo now i'm doing my other thing with plastic catastrophe with lord nelson but doing this podcast has freed me up for so much stuff because i love it i love to run my mouth mm-hmm. and so it's been mm-hmm. really great for me i i really enjoy it way more than i thought i would somebody told me to do this years ago and i was just like man i'm trying to be an artist man this is what i'm trying to do but now i feel so free and i'm enjoying this so much so every guest that comes on here i'm having a ball you know i just want to laugh i just want to feel good and just have a great conversation like we're having right now and i thank you once again for being here so 
Let's dive into your amazing band, Cinnamon Bay. So are you the dope visionary of the band? And did you select the talented musicians who play for you? I mean, Cinnamon Babe is technically not a band. Technically, Cinnamon Babe is just, I'm a, it's a solo act, technically. Okay. okay. There's me. I work with different musicians, right. but I'm there. it's I got you. solo. It's a solo act. You just, it's hi- just, you just hire, you kind of hire a musician, like session. Yeah, I work yeah. with, produce. I mean, right now, how majority of it works is it's not like I'm directly hiring musicians. I work mm-hmm. with producers, right. like any other artist works with the producer. Mm-hmm. And typically, the producer, Sometimes the producer is a musician or they have musicians they work with and, um, you know, it's very unlimiting. I can use different people for different tracks and whoever fits whatever better. So it's not like limited, like, oh, this is my band. It's only people who like, but I I recently have only been working with like pretty much like one producer. Mm -hmm. Um, SJ. SJ, that's how you say her name. I apologize. Yeah. I tried to get her on the show also. She said she's coming on indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, SJ, um, she's my main producer at the moment. I met her last year. Dope. And our first track together was Loose that came out, I believe, October last year. My favorite and song. So, <laughs> thank you. Yes. So I've been working with her consistently. And then... I have this other producer, La Wendell, that he did Rock and Roll's Black. Mm-hmm. And even when I work with him as a producer, I'll still work with SJ as a vocal producer. So um, it, I pretty much just work directly with the producers, like I said, and then they themselves will kind of, if like I said, there's other musicians involved, they use people that they know gotcha. that they're comfortable with. Of course. And then, yeah, but it's a lot less stressed that way. Working directly with musicians has been not a fun experience. Um, <laughs> a lot of drama, a lot of bullshit, a lot of like egos involved. I tried to do the band thing and I couldn't do it. It was too much drama. It was too much like personality involved. Yes. And I'm a very straight business person and so for me, it was a turn off to do. I like I said, I tried to have. I had a, I had a. They weren't like on my records, but like I had my performance bands mm-hmm. that was set in stone. Right. But like I said, it was like way too much drama and personal issues, and that's just not how I roll. So now it's just better for me to have session musicians or people I can just work with on a here to here basis because, like I said, the regular band shit, I cannot do it. So. I got you. And the reason why I asked that question, I can't I, do it. I remember kind of early when you were first starting and peeping you out. I remember that you had some guys there and I remember them talking on some videos. So I was just like, oh, that's her band there. So uh, they were my performance band. Yes. Right, but like I right. said, it was like I can't. Like personally, with all the things I have going on in my world and just the way I run business, I, I personally am very turned off by like all that drama, personal I shit. I, I just. Agree. For me, it's about like, this is my vision and this is my art. This is my outlet. And, you know, I take it very personal and Mm -hmm. I take it very seriously. So I don't want a lot, like, I don't want my messages and my mission to be distracted by just like bullshit and like people having like bad days or whatever. (laughs) So... It was a turn off for me personally. Yeah, it's difficult to have that band with all the different personalities and 
And you know, life can yeah. fuck up any and everything. You know, yeah, that's not yeah. for me. I'm sorry, right, right, I right. can't do it. Ah, you're in control of your own situation. That's beautiful. That's the way it's supposed to be. And even where 100%. I am now, I feel more free doing the things that I'm doing now. You know, uh, I'm in control of what I do. You know, I have a, mm -hmm. a great people that I work with, but I'm in control of the things that I do. So um, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's freeing. It feels good. No worries. You don't have to worry about everybody else's attitude, man. Exactly. Yo, yo, it's all, it, listen, it's all love. So exactly. when I hear your music, being a front man mm -hmm. myself and a lyricist myself, I hear empowerment for women where you are snatching your respect. You know, you your songs are like, man, I'll get, listen, this is what I'm saying. Hear me out. Hear me roar. However it is, you're speaking that well. So when you are writing songs, where are you pulling inspiration from? Um, I mean, honestly, just from like day to day life, life. like my experiences, you know, yeah. like. Um, it's the one place I really have to express, you know, how I feel my <laughs> like venting, you know, it's like yeah. what I want to vent about, what I want to talk about, what I'm in the mood to talk <laughs> about. Everyone has different motivations for music. Some people want to make people dance. Some people right. want to make people, you know, feel something. Some, some people want people to escape. Some people want people to like feel good. For me, I like to make thought-provoking music that like a lot of times causes controversy because it causes discussion mm -hmm. and it's on topics that I feel like are relevant or important and that and I like to make people feel badass and <laughs> I like to make them feel empowered in certain in situations where they may otherwise feel weakened I like to instead feel differently like if I were to go through a breakup, like half the music for breakups makes you feel sad about the breakup or makes you miss the person you broke up with. I would rather make you feel like kicking them in the jaw. <laughs> it's a way better feeling than feeling sad. Feeling sad is not really. Good. <laughs> I feel feeling you. sad is a terrible feeling. It but is. feeling, but feeling like you want to like. <laughs> hit someone's car with a baseball bat it feels pretty good I'm glad, I'm glad i haven't been in any of those kind of relationships I, I you know maybe my wife sometimes wanted to take a bat to me you know i'm not perfect <laughs> like that. i mean the good thing about the music is like you don't have to act on it you can like live through it with the yeah. music okay i love that that's real that's real it, it, it did so it if did. you're like mad at your man or something like you're not going to actually do it, but you can like envision it. You can like experience it through the music. You can so, be like, you know, like, ah, uh, I wish I could kill him. <laughs> now, I would like to move into your music and the releases you have. No, partic no, no particular order, but I want to start <laughs> off with, with Loose. That is my favorite. So much energy. And I love the lyrics because I, you know, I'll, listen. I went out there and I and, and I do my research and I sat with your music and I sat there okay. and I enjoyed it and I listened because I love music and I was just like, man, this young lady here because I'd already heard some of your stuff already, seen the videos and I'm just like, okay, now I really want to sit with it. Let me really, really listen to it and vibe with it and see where she's really, really going. And so, I love loose that that out of all Thank of them, you. because when you did the uh, video. Well, I'll get to your videos also because all of them are just so in concert with what you're doing. 
And I'm just telling you, I just love what you're doing. It's great. And, and I'm not trying to gas you or anything. I'm working on it. Oh, no, no. You're handling your business. I want you to understand that you are handling your business. You're doing great. And you should continue on the same path you're on. And, and I just see bigger things for you. Indeed. So tell me about Loose. How do you feel Loose. about that song? Loose is a song I made for sex workers. Okay. <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm laughing because I laugh a lot, but it's hey, that's real. Those they are out there. You know, I've been I've been a lot of places and they're out there. I'm not saying that I have partaken of anything like that. I'm just saying I've been around a lot of things on tour and stuff, and I've seen a lot. I haven't done anything. I'm a good guy, but you know, I'm just saying it's all love. I don't judge. It's all, um, I don't either. I don't either. It's all beautiful. It's all beautiful. No, it's it's empowering for sex workers because it addresses the hypocrisy of the consumers of it. Yeah. And how we live in a society that's very much um sex worker focused, but anti-sex worker. Mm-hmm. Like in the media, they're there they love sex workers. Like every TV show and music video and everything is like strippers and right. you know, the topic of sex workers is in everything because it gets views and it gets attention and everyone wants to consume it. And everyone wants to consume porn and everyone wants to consume sexuality but then the same people will look down on the women that provide those services right and it's frustrating when you're just making an honest living doing something that is a wanted service and then people think that they can disrespect you um for doing what some doing something that they're consuming um, they're looking down on something that they themselves are seeking. And a lot of times with sex work, they dehumanize you and they think that sex workers in general are not warranted respect. Um, and it's disgusting. Mm. And so it's very frustrating when like the same men or the same people that are pushing for you to do this are the same people that then turn around and they spit on you. Mm. So loose, it, it feels great as a, I'm not a stripper anymore, but as an ex stripper, um, it was definitely very fun to make that visual and that song just because it was kind of like an F you to everyone who partaked in like those services, but disrespected us. And some people misinterpreted it as like attacking men that are consumers in general. It's like, no, it's only attacking the hypo- the hypocrisy. It's only attacking the men or the who or whoever else is consuming it and taking it in, but then turning around and looking down on it. So it's it's the hypocrites that it's attacking. It's not attacking just like a day-to-day supporter. If you're a supporter, and that's great. We love supporters. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the guys who are hypocrites and, you know, who are who are going to the club every night, but then think that 
look down on strippers, for example. No, no, I I hear. Oh, yeah, you. And, and I like I have. Or not of... just like sex sex workers, but also just like women in general. Well, women typically women in general who are let's say it could apply to even women who are sexually free, mm-hmm. and the men that will take in those women, but then turn around and call those women all types of hoes and sluts and bitches and criticize women for having sex on the first day or criticize women for being, you know, community hoes. But then they're the same men who are consuming those women who are uh, partaking activities with those women. And then they themselves are then looking down on the same people that they're choosing to interact with. And so it's all like the hypocrisy, the double standard that it addresses. Indeed. Listen, that was, you know, I love what you just said all that because that was very detailed and it meant something. And and you could tell Mm -hmm. that you're you're passionate about that. That's a beautiful thing. It really is. Because when you know, when you you can speak about something, you just like, you know, just in general, but you went into full detail about how you feel about it. And that made, for me, that even makes the song even more important. And, you know, just with the visuals of what you're showing. And uh, I just love the song. I, I love the energy. I love the lyrics. I think it's an amazing song. Now, who produced Thank that you. song? SJ. SJ? I'm going to get SJ. She got to make some time for me, man, because I love what she's doing. I love her music. You know, beautiful young lady. I mean, just cool, cool, cool. So now what you're saying that, let's, let's go ahead and talk about rock and roll is black. And let me say, I remember when this came out and how it hit a lot of metalheads. You know, it hit them hard, you know, and made them feel a way. And was that your intention? And, oh, by the way, I love the way you handle your business like a G. Like, I don't give a doubt. Because, you know, I even commented on some of that stuff. Like, man, don't even pay attention to these clowns. You just keep doing what you're doing. And I love the way that you handle your business. So tell me about Rock and Roll is Black. I never make music for a reaction. I'm not a shock artist, despite some people might think. I talk about what I personally want to talk about. And it just happens that I live in an anti-Black, anti-woman world. So anything that I say that's personal is going to be offensive just by default. Unfortunately, I'm not a white man. Um, Therefore, my experience as a Black woman will always just be offensive to those. But um, I made the song because it was something that I was constantly saying as like a comment. I was writing it as a comment because when you are in this space and you don't look like what people think you're supposed to look like in this space, Mm -hmm. you constantly hear that you're not supposed to make this music and you're not supposed to do this. So my response was always explaining to people the history of the music And it comes to a point where, like I said, as an artist, like you get your inspiration from your experiences. So I felt like it was needed and the discussion was needed because it seemed like it was just way too comfortable for people, whether they were black or white, to Mm -hmm. tell me that I was in the wrong lane of music. And I felt like black folks and white folks and anybody in between needed to be educated on it because black folks were calling it white music too and white folks were calling it white music so for me i felt like it needed to be a discussion and like i said i like to make music that causes discussion Mm -hmm. and it caused a huge discussion that pretty much needed and whether i'm sure there was a couple people that i educated 
through the fact that it sparked interest, I know there's a lot of people who commented that it caused them to research it and look it up. And they were now like, oh, wow, I never knew this. I had a lot of black people who had no idea that were like, oh, I had no idea. And now they went and researched it, looked it up. And now they're like, oh, wow, I had no idea. And so it opened like that conversation, which is very important. And a lot of people didn't understand why it was important. And I tried to explain to them that the reason it's important to me is I feel like as Black Americans, that in general, people try to scrape away all the achievements that there are. And people in general try to tell Black people in this country that they've never done shit. They don't have shit. They don't own shit. And a lot of times being a Black American in this country, you'll grow up thinking that your people don't have anything or haven't done anything because in schools and in general conversation, it's, it's always that we don't, we're, we all, we were slaves, we were slaves, we're slaves, but there's not a lot of conversation about our heroes, our inventions, our creations, our contributions. And when it comes to American culture, American history, a lot of times we're left out that conversation And so I think it's very important to let these young black kids especially know, like, you do come from greatness. You created this. You created that. Because it does, like, affect the self-esteem of future generations. Because a lot of times, like, a lot of young black kids, they feel very limited in what they can go into. They feel like, okay, I'm a black kid, so I can only play, like, football and basketball i can't play hockey i'm a black kid i can't play i can't swim i can't do field hockey that's white stuff or a lot of black kids feel like oh i like music but i can't go into country i can't go Mm -hmm. into rock music i can't go into um folk music or whatever i can only go into hip-hop i can only be a rapper meanwhile like kids of different backgrounds besides us are very comfortable jumping into hip-hop for example right and they don't feel like, oh, I can't do this because I'm a white kid or I'm an Asian kid. Mm-hmm. They're happily jumping into the hip hop culture, R&B culture and all these things. But a lot of times we, we feel like, oh, we can't do it. And sometimes our biggest ridiculers of us going outside of stereotypical black things are our own community. So I think it's important for us to understand history and to expand our interests outside of what the box tells us to be in. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes learning history that we were the creators of this, we were the contributors to this, that sometimes that helps the self-esteem of going forward even more. So that's why I felt like it was really important. And I think history should not be erased and rewritten because it's so easy for people to forget our input and our creations. Mm -hmm. And then we then get left out of it. So that's why I think it's important. Thank you very much for that. I think once again, you said that so eloquently and knowledge-based. You spoke very well about that just now. And I think once again, still when people look at this and hear this, I think they should go and check things out. I think they should pay more attention. I'm a military kid. My father's in the military. I grew up with around everybody. You know, I mean, it was definitely, we were, kind of like off in the island at, at the fort, you know, bases where I lived in different places. And we never looked at, at race like that. We just did, you know, mm-hmm. but something that you said is very important is that in our books, 
what we read. That's all we were taught. And I'm older than you, so that's that's what we were taught. We were we weren't taught that there was greatness here or greatness there or whatever like that. And it was just crazy. And not even my parents. Now I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, and I know there's the tree down there. Uh, I was just down there with my wife, where where uh, they have it blocked off now, but they used to hang the enslaved people back then. And so my mother would take us by there. I, didn't, I haven't spent much time in Charleston, but my mother would take us by there and show us that tree and just let us know. But, but you know, maybe my parents didn't know all the history of this or that, or they just didn't want to talk about it. But more of us need to be informed of what's going on and, and have a love for self. And you are correct that we hate on each other so much sometimes. It's, it's just crazy to me. Even when I got in the metal band, I had so many people saying like, man, you gonna go out and do this? And I'm looking at them like, the hell are you talking about? This is music. Music is universal. Music is beautiful. That's what it's all about. And I was just, I couldn't understand it. It bothered me. But there are, anyway, you just said, I don't even want to go too deep in it, but you said everything that needs to be said. That was great. Thank you for that. I really appreciate you saying that. that was, that's love. I'm glad you explained it. So, pure O. So to me, energy and passion. Love the solo in it also. Tell me about this one. Um, that song addresses OCD, actually. It's a, okay, a mental, okay. I'm sorry. It's a mental health song. Okay. Well, you you got you, listen. Everything is is really you are you are there. You are doing your thing. You really have topics that matter. You know, you have topics that matter. And, and I'm, I'm just saying, I you, try. No, you're not. So say that I, I do my best not to say try. You're doing it. Because you have mm -hmm, so thank you're doing you. it. Yeah, you're doing it. So that's that's a different thing. I I, I do, do I feel like best. there's a lot of music that's like I said, I think there's already a, like I think there's a lot of artists. One second, this cat is driving me crazy. Are you good? My animals are always <laughs> very active when I have to work. <laughs> um I feel like um there's already a lot of music in general that is for pure pure entertainment. I think there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with that. Right. But I think that for me, that doesn't motivate me. I think for me, um, it has to it has to be thought provoking and it has to have meaning and personal meaning. Yes. And so, like I said, I personally would not be satisfied with just making music for pure entertainment. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I have no problem with it. I like that there's music for pure entertainment. I listen to music that's just like fun, booty shake and stuff. But I personally right. <laughs> feel like for as, as far as my artistry is that. It has to have like a meaning behind it for me personally to be motivated within it. Every single song has been that way. You, every every single one has been that way. Yes, indeed. So let's talk about Messiah. That calm, calm. You're bringing up listen. these old songs. No, I got to bring, I want to, but once again, I sat with your catalog and I'm listening to these songs. So I'm looking at the video too. And I'm like, everything is so cool and calm, but it kept my attention, you know. Because I was like, at first I was looking for like tension and release. I was like, she's about to come in and get loud and do whatever. But uh, you didn't have to do that. The music did that, you know? So you mm -hmm. just come in, you know, and saying like, hey, let me be your Messiah. I'm your God. You know, worship me. I was just like, this girl is wild in a mug. I was like, I love it, though. <laughs> it was just really cool. <laughs> so it's a really great song also. So tell me about that. I mean, I made that song in 2020. I guess it was like the end of 2021 yeah i mean i don't know that song was just like experimental didn't really yeah. have much like personal 
That's like before I really was finding myself as an artist yeah. with this lane. I just kind of was like experimenting with like sounds, mm -hmm. heavily inspired by Nine Inch Nails and like just industrial metal and rock. Right. But it's it was more like I said, that's my early stuff. So okay. it's not it's kind of really before I found a direction. So it's not really like See you Yeah. You know what? When you're talking about music that we've done. Mm-hmm where you started and where you are now, the beautiful part of it is that journey and that growth that you have in between. So you should mm -hmm. always look at that. That's your foundation. That's what you started with. You created that. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, absolutely. You, it's just, it's not really kind of like the same mission that I'm on now. No, so I got it's, you. It just makes a good conversation because I like to know because I think it's a good song. <laughs> I really do. So, you know, all right. What about typecast? I love the vibe and the tempo. Another great chorus. You have great choruses. Your choruses are great. <laughs> All of your choruses are great. So tell me about Typecast. <laughs> um, typecast is from the fatherless EP. Um, okay, so it but is like Okay. What? I said it is. Okay, okay. Good, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, Typecast just addresses like kind of back to not just sex work. Like for me, that's what it was addressing. But... Mm -hmm. Kind of feeling traps within uh, a stereotypical box of where, like, you feel like um, people try to limit you based on what they perceive you as, like, right. you know, first impressions or, like I said, like, they just put you in a box of, like, oh, I kind of look at you like you're this type of person or you're this type of girl or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it was kind of addressing my frustrations with maybe you know, doing a lot of the sexy stuff that I've done mm -hmm. and then trying to break out of that or trying to do things outside of it and then feeling limited because of people's um, perspective on right, right. women in that lane. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you're still young. You're still life lessons. You're still growing. You're still learning. But you speak like you have a lot of wisdom already. And uh, that's just what that's what I get from you. So. It's a good thing. I, I I think you're doing very well for yourself. So, um, thank you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's love. Okay, so the man, great lyrics and delivery. Otep adds that special somethinging that something that takes it to another level. But another one where you just you just on it. <laughs> you just doing your thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the man. I like the man definitely. Yeah. It's from the father of the CP too. Uh huh. Like, like working with Otep. Um. So yeah. That's awesome. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm throwing, I don't know when we're going to work together. You know, my son, he's real dope too. So we might have to, you know, get you on on something and, you know, get, you know, Cinnamon Babe, Stormy Maya to go out there and do her thing because <laughs> she's real dope. Okay. So Death of a Predator. How did you get on that song? Oh yeah. So Banshee's cool. Um, we're under the same district. We're under the same distro label. Um, so we're under the same label basically okay. for, for distro, but mm -hmm. um basically I think we're just fans of each other. Okay. Social media, like we have similar messages and um I I try to support everyone that's kind of in this lane. So mm -hmm. I try to support everyone that's in the like heavy music, um, metal alternative lane, especially if they're a woman or a person of color. I especially try to like show support. Of course. Um because I understand like how um, 
this this lane in particular can be very difficult for people who are kind of not like the norm for it Mm -hmm. and so we just supported each other online and she reached out to me and she's like a fan of what i do and my messages and my music and i'm the same towards her so she asked me to be on her track and then like for the ep fatherless um loose has a remix which she's on so loose on the fatherless ep she's on um as a feature okay so we're just like a fan of each other and each other's messages and like i said we both have similar messages as far as like how we feel about things and when it comes to women empowerment she talks a lot about sex um uh, sexual assault survivors Mm. and she talks a lot about um taking your power back after being a victim of such things and so yeah we're on the same page me and her it's 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 like you you know like taylor swift talks about her relationships and things but she has all those women really into her her stuff it's it's like i can see that for you it's big things with all these people are singing those songs because it just kind of lets you know that women have gone through a lot of things you know and um, Mm -hmm. and and once again i just think that you truly are empowering them by being as vocal as you are by the way you're doing it you're not just softly saying it you're really out there you know you're not screaming it though you are screaming it sometimes but you're just letting it be known and i just once again i think those choruses draw people in so much and it's just like yeah i feel that so if they go out there and they read your lyrics and they really get into your lyrics they'll they'll really see where you are and the passion that you have for what you're talking about and i think that is amazing and beautiful and awesome I really do. So we've spoken about, or you've spoken about the fatherless, fatherless EP. So some of those songs are on there. Which songs are on the fatherless EP? And it's, it's going to be released soon, right? August twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, typecast, loose remix, mm-hmm. the man, gaslight, and um, what else? I think that this is five songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that safe? Like, typecast, loose, the man. I feel like I'm missing one, but I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Oh, bad dog. Bad dog. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Do you plan on touring with this? Sure. Yeah. So, any thoughts of going to Europe or just the United States or South America, Asia? I don't limit myself wherever I wherever it takes me. Okay. <laughs> I don't limit myself. Whatever opportunity opens opens up. I don't have anything set right now, but you know, I'm open. Okay, that's love. That's love. So, how involved are you with your video treatments? Uh, because all of them are dope as well as your performance in them. So, how how much are you like? Are are you doing this, or you have directors doing this? No, I don't have directors. Really? Um, just... That's all no. you? Yeah, I only hired, I hired a director for Loose, but it was still my vision, still my idea. Uh, listen, see, once again, <laughs> I already think you're dope, but now you're even becoming more dope to me. That's that's just, mm-hmm. you have really taken control of who you are and what you're doing in your career. That's awesome. I mean, it's really, really... Um, Like I said, the messages are really important to me, uh. so... I take them seriously. I got you. So, serious question for you. And I want you to go in and give your all for this one. 
Okay, and I'm not mm-hmm. I'm trying to make this a big thing. Is what it is. So, what makes Cinnamon Babe? We, we say you, you don't have a band. So, so what makes Cinnamon Babe you? You know what everybody should be blasting and listening to. Um, what do you mean? So, like when you say you ask me, what what makes you? The shit. What makes you that guy? What makes you? I feel like, cause shit. Every time I get on the mic, I'm bringing that love to everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing that excitement to everybody. What is it about you that's better than everybody else? What's the best thing about Cinnamon Babe? So you, I want you to talk your shit. I want you to be like, I'm the fucking best. Excuse my language. I'm the fucking best, and I know what I'm doing, and I handle this. And no matter where I go, you're gonna enjoy my show. You're gonna do this. Um, I'm not competitive with Cinnamon Babe. It's my own personal journey. So I don't really, I'm not comparing myself to people. So I can't say I'm the best or I'm this or that because I'm not comparing myself to anyone. I'm in my own world. So like I said, it's just my art Mm -hmm. and it's my expression. It's my venting and my stories and my traumas and things that affect me personally. And I'm just sharing it with the world. So it's not a competitive thing. I can't say like, oh, I'm better than this person or you should listen to me because I'm the top for this. I just, like I said, I just express myself and what I've gone through and what's important to me. And I put it out there to the world and the people who relate to it just find it. And the people who are empowered by it, they find it. Um, But like... Like I said, I don't really compare myself to anyone. I'm kind of in my own lane, my own world. Um, that's what I like about rock music a lot um, versus hip hop is that I could never, I could never be happy as like a like a female rapper. Like it's too competitive. All that like this girl is better than this girl, and all right. that. I can't. I wouldn't. That shit just. I wouldn't be able to do that. That would just drive me crazy. Um, I like that in more alternative spaces, we're able to just kind of exist on our own and we're able to just like be respected in our own lanes and it's not competitive. Um, It's not a competitive genre. So it's just more like about gaining respect of your peers and how I feel like I've been gaining respect of my peers and the people before me is by being authentic. I think one thing that stands out about me versus some other artists I've seen in this lane is that I'm not trying to do gimmicks. I'm not trying to um, just do stereotypical alternative stuff. I'm just authentically talking my shit and it comes off as controversial or it comes off as being a shock artist. But I think that's just because people are not used to people in this lane being as raw as they used to be. Like I tell people the roots of metal and the roots of punk music and all that Mm -hmm. was being politically driven. It was being very like vocal about certain topics that were uncomfortable. And I think through time of it becoming more mainstream or becoming more like palatable to bigger audiences, people have kind of tried to trickle down their intensity for it but for me like I think what stands out is someone like me who is as bold and authentic within it I think it sometimes is shocking 
to people or it's like a different experience to some people because they're just like, oh, my God, I'm not used to hearing someone say this because I, I tell people all the time, like racial issues within this genre, it it's a very common thing. And they're like, well, how come I don't hear so and so talk about it or so and other person talk about it? I mean, because it's not easy. Like, did you not see the racial backlash and the hate and the bigotry and the death threats and everything I had to go through just to get that message out there? Not everybody is wanting that type of attention or wanting that type of backlash. It takes it's a lot within itself to be an artist and then make art that can cause those types types of reactions in itself is like um a rarity a lot of people want to be loved and a lot of people want um to be accepted Mm -hmm. so to make music that you know could cause the opposite reaction it it it's not for everyone it takes a certain type of person that's willing to take the the beat up so yeah so what's what's what that was what's wild so that question i asked you that question and you were answering but but really you said it you said you want to be the, you're going to just be your authentic self you're authentic i'm just you're, making my yeah. own thing right. and like and, and, and that's that's the great part of it because then you just said it everybody else is not <laughs> doing that everybody a lot of people are copying this or doing this but you're just being you so that is your thing that is special that is your thing that may be better not that it's a a, a competition but just what mm-hmm. what is great about you and that's really what I was asking. What is great about you that, you know, I, I understand what you said indeed. But when you said that, you know, I just want to be my authentic self. This is my journey. So, you know, what people gravitate towards you and, and feel from you, they might not get mm-hmm. that energy from anybody else. So that's the cinnamon babe uh, energy. That's the stormy Maya energy. And that's what's beautiful about it. So I appreciate it. And I, I just want to let you yeah. know once again. Thank you very, very much. So. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is yours truly, the Lord. The Lord, Nelson, that is, from the podcast Live and Loud with the Lord on the CMS Network with Five Royals Entertainment with the amazing Cinnamon Babes, Tommy Meyer, Nine Plus Pregnant. It's struggling right now, so we got to save it. But thank you so very, very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, young lady. Thank you. Ha, 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 ha.